What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Stretch your mouth out. Make sure mm-hmm. that you're enunciating. 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 Why around. in the world would a whale want water? When a whale wants water, will a whale run dry? <laughs> God. Why was, in the world would a wet whale want wet water? Will a wet wet? Oh, I messed it up. Properly press the purple and black pleated plaid pants you own. Prepare to put your purple and black pleated plaid pants on. Jesus. Properly press the purple and black pleated plaid pants you own. How do you even remember any of that? It's so long. I got round the ragged rock the rugged <laughs> rascal ran. Like that's as long as I can go. Right? The beast in the east is trying to feast on fresh fish from French Freddy's buffet. Frowning, freaking, fretless, sweeping, for fresh salmon that fled far away. <laughs> Jesus. She the sells is... seashells by the seashore. Something like <laughs> Sam that. Sam sells yes. clam shells for a dollar more. Um... So we talk about enunciating for our telephone voices, and yeah. um, you had a job where you answered the phone quite a bit. I've had a lot of jobs where yeah. I had to answer the phone. Fair enough. I didn't answer the phones for Henderson Kelly, though. Oh, no. They had a... They had a receptionist, yes. So you were at Henderson Kelly. Explain to me how you went from working five restaurant cook jobs <laughs> and busboy jobs so to I, working for a major design firm. We talked about... Um, my friends, like the the boys, like my, my mm-hmm. group, they're all like, you know, at the time they're like, you know, 40, 50 year old gay men. There's like six or seven of them and they're all just really tight old friends from college and stuff. And they were friends with my mentor from culinary school. And, you know, they would give me suits and clothes and we would hang out and go to dinner and like, you know, they'd be tired of these old clothes and they would give me like, you know, nice stuff from Nordstrom's or what was that, that fancy... Um, place in new york barney's barney's cool stuff from barney's and you know armani suits and stuff i gave i traded coda an armani suit for my first fake id how did that work did it get you in it was great yeah nobody ever looked at it it was i got into tons it was absurd because he was 24 and i was what 17 or 16 yes 18 and um yeah nobody ever looked at it and his real name is not coda so i'm pretty sure he's safe from this conversation i don't think he's gonna get in trouble it was so long ago but um yeah, I never had a problem getting into clubs. One time, there was one guy who was like, this isn't you. And I was like, all right, well, give it back to me and let me go. And he's like, no, we'll wait for the cops. I'm like, fine, we'll wait for the cops, but then you have to give it back to me or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I just stared at him and he gave and it he back. And he gave it back He to gave you. it back to me and I left. Okay. Um, so Henderson Kelly, this mm, is design right. firm, does still exist today? They're still... Yeah, he's moved. Um, he's changed his name a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, Sally Kelly is no longer with us, but um, uh, she, was, she was pretty awesome. I mean, they're both really great people. But, um, so you find, you find your way. Yeah. So Gary, uh, my friend, uh, Gary Henderson, he was a a friend of my mentor, Robert. And so we would all meet up every Friday. We'd go to Yume's, uh, uptown China in Seattle, like right on the corner of, um, was that first? It's like, no, it was on the other side. It was a lower Queen Anne. I don't know. Best Chinese food in Seattle by far. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And the owner's lady's name, her name is Ume. So we'd go and. She would just start bringing us out food, and we'd just eat whatever they were making for us, and it was a lot of fun. And we'd all talk about our day or what you know our stresses, and you know I would be like, "Oh yeah, well, being a line cook, it's stressful and it's hot." And I was like, "Yeah, I burned myself," and our chef like fried his arm horribly. Jesus. Some kid, <laughs> he was training this kid, and um, 
we had a brick oven, which gets up to like 700 degrees. And we were doing crab cakes and all kinds of things in this brick oven. And he had a little saute pan. So you take a saute pan, you put a little oil in it, and you push it to the back of the oven. And you like move down your tickets and you prepare all the things. And when the oil gets nice and warm, you have this long pike that you, it's like got a crook at the end. Mm-hmm. And you use that to drag the pan back. And then you put your crab cake in there and you push it back and let it cook. And then you bring it back and you flip it over and you push it back and you let it cook. And that's, you use this pike to like build the fire. Like it's hollow, so you like blow in it and stuff. Um, this kid got in the weeds and so sous chef came and tapped him out. I was like, Hey, I'm going to get you out. Just go take a break, go smoke. And I'll, I'll, you know, bust this out. That's kind of his thing. But he doesn't know what the kid's got going on. He sees this pan in the back of the oven. So he drags it forward. This kid was, I guess, trying to plan ahead and filled this pan up with oil. So he didn't have to like heat the oil each time. So there's a pan of 700 degree oil. It's ready to combust. Like the minute it gets enough oxygen, he drags. I don't know how long the it was chef drags it. it out. The chef drags it out, and it sloshes this hot oil all across his arm. Like Jesus the guy had his, his whole arm was in this deep cast for months. Oh, yeah, yeah. He screamed like, I just, yeah, it's like you wouldn't believe. It, yeah, it was, and it's an open kitchen. <laughs> so like the whole restaurant. What like, restaurant was this? Uh, Sazerac. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I was working there as a saute. Sometimes I work the brick, which is a lot of fun, but I was mostly saute and pantry. And, um, yeah, so I'd be complaining about work as usual. And at one point, Gary's like, hey, do you want to get out of there? Do you want to come work for me? I need a librarian. I need somebody to, like, kind of help me manage our, the, the, the library, the CSI library is, it's like, it's, what does that stand for again? It's some, something to do with, God, that was so long ago. Um, it's something to do with, like, tile and, and it's textiles. It's okay. a textiles library. So you've got like your your concrete samples, your glass samples, and your your carpets and your flooring. Like every substance you see around you, there's a sample of it somewhere in a in a, in a library in a design firm, guaranteed. And so you got to like not only alphabetize like the furniture samples, leather furniture samples. You know, like and that's what the CSI thing was. It was a um, at some point I'm going to remember what that stands for. Um, you have to get certified to learn the coding system for these things so that you can find mm-hmm. all this stuff. And um, eventually the young lady, uh, Megumi, was a little, this little uh, Japanese girl, decided, she, well, she got pregnant. She was going to go on maternity leave, and she was not going to come back. Oh. So they needed somebody to learn AutoCAD and kind of do the drawings for them. So they paid for me to get my autocad certification at the local college and then uh, while i was working for them and then i just started being there i was their draftsman for over five years so you went to school you were you were you were you drew buildings i drew buildings i was actually acting architect for one of the one of the new buildings up by that that big park you know with the waterfall or the fountains and crap on the other side it's the 11th and Howell square no 11th and Howell. no up on capitol hill you might have been gone by then but um but yeah, so I guess the the uh, the architect that the company had kept he would send me the drawings for us to do the interiors too. And they'd say, "Okay, so we need to take off on these rooms, find out how much carpet's going to go in there." And I'd go and look for what's called a P-line, which is a one, it's a connected line. You draw it and it comes around and connects to itself and you can it's on a specific layer. You use the CSI library again to decide what the how those layers are going to be um, coded in the system. So you can turn off all the other layers and then figure out what the square footage is. You can get the takeoffs on all the rooms and all the carpet, and like so you can find out how much carpet you have to purchase. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, is it construction specifications? Yes, institute. Institute. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. Right. Construction specifications. That's right. And um, you just looked that up on your. Yes, list. I did. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. 
And so, yeah, my business cards say Walter C. Schmidt, CSI. And people are like, oh, are you a crime scene investigator? <laughs> like, no, no. No, it's way more boring than that. But um, so his P-line, he didn't even have P-lines. Like, there weren't even these takeoff things. So I would have, and his build, his walls didn't meet up. Like, they weren't connected. So I couldn't even do a proper P-line because I didn't know, this place didn't exist. There was no existing measurements to take. It was all his own drawings. So I'm like, I would have to connect this wall, cut this bit off, you know, to make the make the walls make sense. Mm-hmm. And it would take me, you know, six to eight hours every time he sent me one of these things. And my billable billing hourly rate was quite high, like what we're charging the, the company for my time on the computer. Every every minute that I'm working on their project, they pay for. And they're like, what are these bills? Why are we paying for this? And I had to sit them down. And explain. I was like, these are the drawings that he sent me. As you can see, this is a mess. And then I show them like this took me eight hours to get these walls to meet up properly, and so I can give you give the your contractors the information they need, and so they ended up firing the architect, and they made me acting architect. They I was like, fu- there was this, the architect that you were working for. Well, no, no, they not, no, no. Or, so it was outside. It was just outsourced. Okay. The, so the the client hires yes. an architect. They also hired an interiors guy. They were completely separate. So right. they say, hey, architect guy, get your drawings over to the interior guy so he can do his interior job. We were the interiors. Got it. We had an architect we did other projects with, but they had their own architect. So who they, they were just like, well, we're not going to – we already have enough drawings for him. We've already paid him enough. He's done. The drawings are stamped by the town, the city. The city's like they – they don't care if the walls meet up on the, on the AutoCAD thing. If they look like they meet up on the drawing, that's all they really care about. They don't care how things are actually going to get built. The city cares about things like if your GFI pins are, are at the right gauge. What's a GFI pin? That's electricity? That's No, no, sorry. Out. GFI is the electricity thing. No, the pin, the no, GFE or GFI. See, I don't, it's also, no, the pins for like low height, like this wall right here, this low height wall, mm-hmm. because it's only connected right there. The rest of it has to be pinned into the floor so it doesn't fall over. Got it. So it's and, not just drywall. No, in Kirkland, they only yeah. require a, a, a 12-inch gauge pin, right? But in the city of Seattle, they require a 25-gauge pin, right? So all like when we did First American Title, I did all the First American Title drawings for Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, and some of Northern California. And they're all different. So we had to like drive around, like locate all their spiral staircases, like find out like where all the things are, do the as-built drawings for them, and then kind of show them how they how the corporate wanted to change things to be the new corporate image make sense mm-hmm. so took my drawings i was like okay cool so 25 gauge pin is pretty good size right you'd think that if they in kirkland only required 12 they'd be fine with a 25 gauge they were not i had to go back like we submitted this is how cities make their money too is you have to pay them to to, to go over the drawings and approve them so they you pay them submit the drawings and they're like denied like why is this denied and they're like oh because your gauge pin your pins are too big it's like they're too secure it's too strong (laughs) like what is your problem exactly like well you only we're only required 12 and i'm like all right fine so i had to take the drawings back and change and i didn't even change the size of the drawings i just changed on the spec sheet on the front to let the contractor know 12 that's it just change that one number and then resubmit and i'm like all right cool that's good like crap like that takes hours and lots of money that's red tape i think is the yes tedious term. yeah exhausting yeah um yeah i remember you doing that job and like just talking about hours in front of the computer and mm-hmm. maddening. Make, it makes for really <laughs> weird work dreams man <laughs> when you're like drawing buildings in a virtual space and like you mm-hmm. do that for 12 hours in a dream 
Can you talk a little bit about, there's a couple of different stories that I remember you telling me, but there was one about, did you go to an insane asylum? Or there was oh, some yeah, mental yeah. institution? Yeah, I think it was, it was no, it was, it was like an old folks home. It was like a retirement home. Okay. But it was like really old. Like it went out of business like in the 60s or something. And what, they, what were they going to do with it? They were gonna re. They were gonna reopen it. This guy, uh, I can't remember his name, Storybook or something. I can't. Uh, some super rich guy bought the building and the property, and he's like, "I want to reopen this." But the, I mean, the problem that we faced there was rules and laws had changed again. Like you had to have all this all what eighty. The, the building was originally built before there was something called ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Right. And these are old folks. It's an old folks home, so everything has to be ADA. Obviously, the doorways have to be wide enough for wheelchairs to get through. So changing the framing on upwards of a thousand doorways you know like if there's if there's 500 rooms there's a bathroom doorway and there's an entry doorway and then between each section of the building there's a doorway and it's like so like just making all those like so we were doing as-built drawings and it was scary as fuck in there yeah because like there wasn't electricity when we first got there so there's like a whole sub basement structure that was like was something that like? out of a you ever see the Blair Witch Project yes <laughs> because there was like there were rooms that I was measuring where they were like really like it looked like like a bloody body had been dragged through there like there's like weird stains on the ground yeah it was scary to be in there and I was alone why were you alone well I, I mean was, you were the only it was, I had, was in charge of doing the as-built drawings. Like I, I had to, I had to do all the measuring myself, because I have to know that they're accurate. I mean, Gary would help me sometimes, and his eye for detail is very good. But he would round sometimes. Like I'd be, he'd help me like measure a wall, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's uh, you know, uh, you know, thirty-two hundred inches or whatever." He's like, "What do you want? The inches, or the feet?" I'm like, "Just give me the inches." And he would just and he would do that, and I'd be like, "Hang on," and I would go look at him like, "And a quarter." <laughs> And he's like, well, what that quarter inch doesn't matter. I'm like, Gary, you think that one wall, that one quarter doesn't matter? But then, okay, look. That quarter is connected okay, to that. Let me just yeah. count the angles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's walking nine, around my kitchen, 10, counting all the angles 11, from the walls 12, to the cabinets. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, all the way around. 19, 20. Right, twenty angles. Just, just in this one little room, right? Yes. Now, if you do twenty times 0.25, how many inches are you off? If I Five. start drawing over there in the computer, so I hit one point and I go count this many, count this many, count this many, and I walk my, I make my little line around the room. Yeah. By the time I get to my starting point, I'm gonna be like three feet off from where I started. That's too much. That's way too much. That's insane. <clears throat> Even five inches. That's the problem I had with the architect. It's like his walls weren't meeting up because he's taking uh, taking information for granted. So, so I had you, to, I always had to do my drawings myself. So how long did you spend in the Blair Witch basement? Weeks. So you would get up in the morning. You would drive out there. Gary would drive me out there, and he'd be off doing. He'd be talking to the clients. They'd be like upstairs. I could hear them, but he's like. Go ahead and measure the basement. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and measure the basement. I'll just... Did anything ever... He would come ever... down there with me sometimes. Like, the first time I was like, Gary, I'm not going down there alone. So he, he was like... And we got to the bottom of the stairs and it was pitch black. And I was like, we had flashlights. I bought headlamps for us. And we got down there and he's like, yeah, we can't be in here. We can't be in here. <laughs> like, we both like ran away. I was like... Did it really feel like there was some... I mean... I was terrified every minute in there. And you were in there for months? Did, any, did you ever 
see anything like or just it was no, just, just some feeling. really hilarious stuff i mean because you know people break into these abandoned buildings mm-hmm. like drug addicts steal you know, sleep, crazy people whatever. yeah they would like cut open the walls and steal the copper you know what i mean that's a real thing at one point like, they, i was mentioning i opened up the elevator shaft because they had this elevator went up like you know it was like a four or five story building at some point when i guess when they first abandoned the place they left all the beds and stuff in there. And so some crazy people... Is that your phone? No. I thought we were turning that off. I'm sorry. Are we bothering you? <laughs> is this is not a good time, Jonathan? <laughs> they had taken all the mattresses out of all the beds and thrown them at the bottom of the elevator shaft and were jumping down there for fun. You could see, like... You could see, like, on the really? walls, like, where they'd hit <clears throat> themselves or something. There was, like, handprints or, like... Like dents and like soda cans, like all kinds of crazy. I don't know. There's, somebody had thrown all the mattresses into the bottom of the elevator shaft just to jump down. Is like a. Fun I'm assuming thing. that's what they were doing. I mean, why else would you throw? How far down? Like I said, three or four stories. Three or four stories. Yeah, and it was just stacks. I mean, it was like I don't know how many, five hundred rooms. So I don't know, a hundred mattresses in there, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it was just like I didn't count them. I didn't go down and like. It wasn't interesting to me to spend more time than I needed to in any... You didn't jump near... on the mattresses, no, no. No, I'm still alive. Yes. Hepatitis free, thank you. But yeah. And they were like using the toilets. Like even though there's no water or anything. Like you'd come in to like measure a bathroom and there'd just oh, be like... Oh God. There was like... Pile, like, a, like a park or like, a... Like it was just... Yeah, just like urine in there or whatever it was. It was just like... Or just black. Just... Just befoulement. <laughs> like I don't know I don't know I have the vocabulary to explain what I saw I was <clears throat> I have some if you look at my old Facebook I feel like I posted pictures did I not I don't know I don't I, remember maybe they're in my old phone one of my, I saw them recently they're somewhere I took pictures that were just really macabre wow spooky. I mean I'm sure you get some really spooky stuff did you but you never you never encountered any other supernatural otherworldly no, no 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 do you believe in ghosts have you, do you have any ghost stories? Not I like have, I have ghost stories. Have Didn't you, I already tell? Did we already do this one? See, yeah. I always forget what stories I've told and whatnot. But there was like when I was a little kid, my sisters were babysitting me, and like, mm-hmm. well, Cindy was in charge. Catherine, we we're all downstairs watching a movie or something. I think I think Cindy had a friend. Or I think her friend. Oh, what was her name? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was the black girl. Like, God, she was gorgeous. Glasses. I can't remember her name. Cindy will remember. But um, they were downstairs. We were all downstairs watching a movie. I got sent to my room because I was being a little jerk about something, which I probably wasn't. I think they were probably just my sisters are the worst. So I think I just – I wasn't doing what I was – what they wanted me to do or something. Mm-hmm. So they sent me up. So I'm laying there. I think my parents were at the opera. They were like out. And I was in the dark. No, I had the light on. I turned the light on. And I was looking at my ceiling because I could always see like when the, the – the cars came up in the driveway like there'd be this certain light pattern on the ceiling when the headlights hit anyway mm-hmm. so I was wa- waiting for that waiting for mom and dad to come home and I, I was like looking at the doorway and I saw what appeared to be um, what's that called uh, like a, an, an under, arm no, an undershirt uh, what do you call that uh, long john long john like it was like an arm with, with a long john sleeve and all it did was swing out that's all it did I just saw an arm swing out human man arm swung out from behind the doorway and i just started screaming and like it was like it was more, i was more terrified than i've ever been and i screamed and screamed till my sisters come running in I'm like oh my god what's going on i was like i saw there's somebody here there's somebody here there's somebody in the house 
And so she grabs me and we run to the neighbor's house and call the police. And of course, this is what my parents come home to. <laughs> they come home from the opera to see the police in the driveway. And they're like, what's going on? And like, they went through the house with dogs and nobody found anything. And I don't know. So what do you believe today? Well, I have a Long John. Like, I own one. So I don't know. It'll make Gary or Jerry angry to think that I time traveled back and was in skulking around my own house scared the shit out of myself but. do you think that <laughs> do you think that when you, which thing is least probable well i don't know <laughs> when you when you invent this time machine or when you have access to a time machine sometime mm-hmm. in the future yeah when it does that you will spend your time in a time machine scaring your your young self? i don't think that i was trying to scare myself but that you just i'm gonna of, probably want to revisit some of my childhood memories and where was I see the car leave and maybe I don't know what the date was like I don't know how to avoid that night mm-hmm. I can just maybe when I I'll try and remember when I go time traveling not to wear long johns <laughs> like a long john sleeve but like, it might be too late or you might have already I might forget or know? this the fact that the fact of saying that you won't wear it will cause you to wear maybe it. that's why it, it vanished and there they found nobody there maybe it was just an arm and then it was like, Only because I because I saw it. Now I'm going to speak of it, so then it won't happen. It was deleted. You know what I mean? Like Did it's, you a, see it's that? a it's a remnant or a relic of the time continuum. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't a relic of the time continuum. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't have any real answers for you. This <laughs> okay. Is speculative nonsense. So it was either you. What from... do we want? Time travel. Mm-hmm. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> was there was there another ghost? Uh, you had another. Apparition um, or spirit? There was like a, there's been like you know like faces like little girls outside the window you know in certain houses. I mean I don't know. If nothing specific. That was the most that really sticks out. No, nothing really real. So did the did the old folks' home get built? Nope. You spent all that time and money. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, we didn't spend any money. We were billing the the guy. You're, you're making. Yeah, they, they were. They were. I was being money. paid. Right. And. Um, yeah, I don't think it ever. I think eventually it just became too cost prohibitive for all of the repair, all of the things. They're just like it's going to be cheaper to demo the whole building, raise it to the ground, and start over. Wow, I feel like that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, that's it was up in Redmond. Creepy. It was a few blocks away from where Coda uh, had to spend the night. Oh yeah, up north there. Yeah. Um, same town. The other thing that I and you know if there's any other design stories or any interesting stories from working there you're happy to share but the other one that i found fascinating was you talked about there was a like a mall that was specifically oh yeah the design 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 center like it was design center it was just for people in that in the industry business yeah it's it's really if you ever have a chance to go to the design center i don't know that you can't get in you have to there's a security guard at the front you can't just be in the public. You have to have like some kind of badge or credential. Show them a business card. For... So explain what this is. This so this it's place. a it's a mall. Like it's a mall. Like you like in like Valley River Center. You walk in. There's like all these shops and it's multi-storied and there's like all this stuff. Except there there's no music. The lighting is quite dim, almost grim. Um, there a lot of natural lighting. Because they're design people, so they they need to have natural to really experience the wood, right. or whatever it is. Um, and then uh, there's no advertisements or music playing, and there's no people wandering. It's just like you're alone in a mall, because there's you know it's just for private use. So like you come in there, there's other people, but it's not like a crowded mall. It's not bustling. There's no kids. There's no bustle. Exactly. There's no din, of of sound. Um, no, it's Terrell. I'll call you back, Terrell. 
You never confirmed that we were going to actually talk to each other today. By the way, I sent you the text, but you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, you come in and it's like there's like the, the furniture store. And it's all this like really, you know, kind of cool furniture, but there's no people. There's no price tags on anything. They have a, what was it, a 1022 system? It's like a weird code. And you have to know what the code is. You like add the first two numbers and do this other math thing to this code that tells you what the pro, what the what the cost will be, and then so when you're there because they would walk clients through and be like, you could take your clients in and say like look at stuff, but you don't want them necessarily know how the the client doesn't get to know how much you're gonna mark it up, right? Or give them the wrong idea because if that couch there says this, but like oh I want that, but I want it to be covered in mink. Why is it three thousand dollars more than what I the price tag I saw? Well, it's like we well, selected mink. Okay, first of all, like you wanted leather instead of felt, so it's like you know the substance and the colors. You know, dyes change prices of things too. You want it in like expensive vermilion, you know, or you know indigo or whatever the expensive dye is for the thing. You know, leather dyed a certain color is going to cost different than felt dyed a different color. Right. All these things are a factor, so you don't you can't. You don't want the clients to know exactly how much this item. This just gives the the person in the the designer an idea of what this. So it's like, okay, this is in your budget. You know, mm-hmm. like how much do they want to spend? You have that meeting with the client beforehand, and you take them down and show them the things that are in their budget. And they so say, oh, I want this code. in leather. It's like well, that's probably going to be outside your budget. If you want something in leather, and they can take them over to another couch and be like, this is more within your budget for that. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of walk them through things. So there's no real price tags. There's no like big ninety nine, you know, nine ninety nine sale. Right. Like there's nothing on sale. There's no like advertisements. There's no banners. Salespeople so, aren't like bothering you. There's no um, disenchanted uh, high school children working there. You know, like <laughs> there's nobody filing their nails or playing with their phone who's annoyed that you're shopping or rustling the sweaters. You know, there's no sweaters. It's all textiles. Right. It's all like. There's the carpet place, the furniture stuff, the flooring place, the paint place, the, the wood place, the wood place, the yeah, the glass place, plastic glass, all that yeah, stuff. Tap Plastics, I think, has a thing there. God, I love that store. I spend hours in Tap Plastics. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. But yeah, it was really surreal going in there the first time, just like wandering through a giant mall like that, like that whole environment. And you see people around. There's like a coffee shop, so it's like it's not like you're the last man on earth, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe like the the tenth to the last man on earth. It's like uh, it's like that old what's that old TV show you like the prisoner or the yeah the prisoner. <laughs> Everything's just sort of surreal and just mm-hmm. slightly a little off. off and yeah yeah. Um, no, I would I would love to check it out. And you would go there often or a couple times a month probably. Okay. Sally would send me down there for samples of things. She'd be like, go down to the design center and find me, you know, this weird thing. That woman, <laughs> those are some funny stories. She would call me. Like she, oh, yes. From, she would be out in the field doing stuff. She'd be with a client and she'd be having a conversation with the client. I'd be in the office working and she'd be like, Walter. And I'd phone call. I'm like, yes, Sally, it's Walter. Or Walter, it's Sally. I need you to find me a length of string, 13 inches long, um, a gray rock, and... A carpet sample, a shag carpet sample. What color? Doesn't matter. Okay, hang on, Sally. And I'd set it down. I'd run around the office. I'd try and find these these random, miscellaneous, crazy, fucked up objects. I'd come back to the phone. I'm like, Sally, okay, I got them. What, what's going on? What do you want me to do? She's like, never mind. I got it. I'm like, got what? What do you? What do you? She's like, nothing. Sorry to bother you. I'm like, okay, Sally. I'm like, hang up the phone. And go on with my life. But it was just like these fun little treasure hunts. She would just like call me with like the weirdest requests of me to find things for her. Do you think it was a test to see if you were willing no, to I do think it? It was, or? it was an interior design because because uh, I worked for Cynthia Johnson too, and uh, 
A, she's gorgeous. Had a huge crush on her the whole time I worked for her, but everyone does. But anyway, so she would do the same thing. She would like, she would bring me this like weird random dowel or piece of like, we don't have any furniture that, like you see like furniture legs that are kind of carved out. Like they have like little yeah, yeah. things, but it'd be a section of one. Right. Like it was been broken. It would be beveled or something. Yeah, like it'd have right like, word? I don't know, like a uh, grooved or, mm-hmm. I don't know. But she would like show me this like a section of a table leg or something. She'd be like, I need you to find me somebody who can replicate this. So where do you, how do you start right. doing that? How do you, how do you complete that task? Carpentry, you just start Googling like local carpentry places, woodworking guys. Uh, Did you have Google back then? I don't Just honestly, barely? I don't think, no. Uh, there was Ask Jeeves was the thing, <laughs> <laughs> Ask, which became Ask.com later. And then, so for those of you who don't know, Google has not always been around. <laughs> Ask there was there was many Googles. There were like mm. all these different sites that search were engines, vi- yeah. search engines that were vying to be the, the one. Google, the one. Google won out. Yahoo had its opportunity, and it mm-hmm. really missed the mark because it could have sold for a lot of money, and it probably did anyway. Probably. Google probably bought them for a yeah. fair amount. But Ask Jeeves, I remember that. And there was like Jeeves. It's like a little picture of a waiter or yes. like a little butler. butler. Yeah, holding a tray. So you'd like, go to Ask Jeeves and yeah, Google be like, Carpenters. Yeah, be like, Ask Jeeves. Okay, Ask Jeeves, uh, where, do I, where would I find a, a you know custom dowel? Or yeah. where would I find a custom table leg? And he would just like come up with like some weird random movie. Like, here's a movie about table legs. Like, yeah. I don't, that that's not helpful. <laughs> it would take me hours. And like going through the phone book and like carpentry or like, just like you know furniture manufacturers and i found like this old guy do you remember um you know where westlake center is yep and then there's the bank of america and there's like sure. mcdonald's right there uh-huh. and there's like some kind of porn shop on that weird triangular shaped kind of mm-hmm. thing across the street from the porn shop there's like another weird little block which is probably been demoed and i think there's probably a new hotel there now i don't know it's before the trolley was installed but right in there i found this little old guy and he was like he answered my call he answered all my questions correctly and he was like six blocks from uh cynthia's office so i just walked i ran i was like hey i found this guy he might be able to do it and she's like okay and i ran down there i was like this is the thing that she needs like can you make me these he's like well how many do you want and i was like i don't know can you do it and he's like yeah i can make you one of those it'd take me like a month or something i was like if you want i was like what if i needed 500 of them he's like same amount of time it'd take me about a month but you know once i know how to do it you know like you have to no, yeah you just it. have to repeat the once the, the things that he has are all in place then he can start pumping them out but yeah so i got all that information i was like how much and he gives me like a relative you know kind of cost like, do you want it stained do you want it painted and i was like i don't i don't know i don't know I, I wanted to make like this he's like well it looks like it was stained then painted so because it was an old furniture piece so you probably don't want it to be stained and then painted they probably painted it i don't know anyway so i come back with the information I'm like this is the guy this thing she's like okay no it's fine i figured something else out i'm like cool like <laughs> so, so all these guys there's people out there are like this fucking kid keeps coming around <laughs> with these absurd questions and like yeah. and i'm just like next so every time they come to me with questions i'm like what is it today like what crazy what crazy are you gonna throw at me today and like, how am I going to solve your weird little problem? I don't know. It was a fun little exercise in problem solving. I think that's that's one of the most exciting things for me. I was I didn't tell you. Hmm. I got to go on a sailboat the other day. That's fun. It was completely out of the blue. Mm-hmm. My friend Ryan was in town. I was just going to go meet with him. Party? Yes. Nice. I love Ryan. Party. <clears throat> he was only going to be in town. We only had oh, one day. Name. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm gonna bleep that out. <laughs> that's okay. I'm sure he won't mind, but. <clears throat> we're not that's not really his name him. he just he likes to party <laughs> so he said do you want to go sailing 
And I said, what? Like, you know, I was going to go, I was going to drive down to Sausalito where he was staying and we were going to, I don't know, go get dinner. That was the mm-hmm. extent of it. Oh, was he with Valentino? <clears throat> no. This is a totally unrelated trip. This is completely unrelated. Can I wash my hands while we do this? <laughs> this is kind of muggy and sticky in here. Are you pausing it? Yes, I'm going to pause it. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> Just like that. Just like um, that. No, so I got to go sailing and it was uh, his girlfriend's best friend's new boyfriend. Whatever. Anyhow, so this guy, like, this guy lives on, you know, what would be considered a very small yacht for maybe one or two people. So he's doing all right. Uh, yeah. He's I mean, getting by okay? He, I, I mean, he's not worried he, about library fines? No, no. Well, I mean, a yacht is a, is a type of boat. It, I sure. mean, I know that the, the term yacht implies a, implies luxury. Sure, but um, living on a yacht is still, is still I mean, and, free. Well, I mean, this guy, he talked about how he had sailed... Um, no, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful boat. Yeah. But, um, you know, he talked about, like, different things that he'd done. And he'd sailed from, like, I don't know, Rio de Janeiro to Hong Kong and all this crazy stuff. So he just took us over to Angel Island from Berkeley. Um, but my point is, one, it was an amazing trip. It was super cool for the day. But to watch this guy sail, sail. this boat. You I don't ever know go out he... with Dave? No. You know Dave Everson, really? No. Dave and Jen? No. Dude. I know. I thought you were like better friends with them than I was. No, I was not. I guess. Weird. Yeah, I would so, hang out with them all the time. I drink chartreuse out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> they no. took us out on a on a what is that? They took me and Terrell out on a what was it? Not Fourth of July, but I think it was New Year's Eve one year. Mm-hmm. Watch the fireworks from the water. Yeah, that. Would it was be... the year that they they failed. Remember that when it was like this all fizzled out. Yeah, like went halfway up the building on one side and then just. And that was the end of it. <laughs> Died and like that was it. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it was the citywide embarrassing. But, but go on. That, yeah. No, no, it was just watching him sail and like he'd be like, "Okay, I need everybody to lean forward." And he's like, "It's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna feel like it's gonna tip, but it's not gonna tip. It's never tipped over. <laughs> That's, That's just you know, because the winds are going one way or the other." Mm-hmm. And he would like rope this rope around here and he'd pull it and all this other stuff. And I mean, this guy was like a fucking sailor, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah, it was amazing, it's and so he thing. had to it's not just a kite problem solve the the elements mm-hmm. in the moment, like okay, this, that, and the other, yeah. and he's like, hey, and he would tell his first mate, his girlfriend, like, I need you to go over there, and you see how that rope is going the wrong way. I need you to very carefully untie it and then put it on the other side of that other rope and then tie it back down, and like all this stuff, and it was just really impressive to watch. Yeah. And so I've always I admire that. You want to do it? You want to learn how to kind sail? of? Yeah. I mean, it's. It's sort of this. The problem very... is if you mess up. It's not yes. just like you have to remake a Cosmo. It's like mm-hmm. you like you fall in the water and your your boat's gone. You're dead. Like your I boat's not going to stop. I know because you fell out. I know. Yeah, but um, that to me is terrifying. It was it's a beautiful boat and it was really cool and I I don't know it's just this sort of it seemed like a very manly thing to do in a very different way than like. Working on a car, being able to lift something heavy. Being a sailor, like what being is a sailor? Yeah, it's like being a fireman or a lumberjack. Like those, those are like the three top manly jobs, right? Being <laughs> right. a cop, or I mean, like it's like. I just I don't know. It was just impressive, and I was like, yeah. this guy lives out here. Like yeah. he he reverse osmosis like his water. Dave and, so Dave and Jen, like, yeah, you've known them for years. I know. I just didn't think about. It. I mean, I'd yeah. never been on that boat. I'd never been on a boat. But you talk about problem solving and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And that just brought that up. Was yeah. This idea of like, I mean, that's a, that's fun. That's part of the fun of the job is like, here's this, that, and the other. And yeah. and I remember trying to 
and very ignorantly calling you up and saying, hey, I, I need you to draw something or like the bar set up or I was like right. bartending somewhere and I was like, can, can you, you spec this? this out? Blah, blah. I don't know what I'm talking about. And you're like, well, John, that's not how it works. <laughs> we can talk about it, but you know, I need information. I can't do this over the phone. Yeah. You have to be there. Yeah, I remember the, that conversation. I think you were trying to get me to draw the bar of the Balmer. You wanted something to move, and you're like, no, no, it's just I'm explaining it to you. Like, you're explaining the size and shape of the well, and you're like, and it's next to the sink. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what does that mean, next to? Like, is it part of, like, is it how big Attached, is it? Attached, is it? Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is there a gap between the two? Are they the same metal structure? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, kind of stamped out, or is it two different structures butted up next to each other? I don't important. know. I don't remember what it was. But. I know. But yeah. What else went on at Henderson Kelly? You had, was there any other weird stuff? No, me, me and Julie. She was the receptionist and the accountant, and uh, yeah, we were just kind of battling. I had a funny nickname for her. I don't think it's appropriate to say on the air, but <laughs> we don't have. She to. thought it was hilarious. She would like come by, like she would walk by my desk and just like literally knock all the papers off. Like it was, a, it was just you know she was just being. She was like, just knock them over. I'm like. Watch it, bitch face. Like that was my joke for her. Like, <laughs> we would we would play fight right. throughout the day. I mean, we were alone in this weird office, and we, I think the recognition of the absurdity of our jobs. Mm-hmm. It's interior design, which uh, to hyper focus. Like these people have a lot of money, and they want their environment to look a certain way. Sure. And there's a lot of information that goes into that. You know, like. I mean, these guys like Gary like can make you this incredible feel. environment feel a certain way, and it's really impressive when they're good at it. And it's it's taken for granted. Like every space you've ever been in, they did the Joels actually mm-hmm. uh, before you the worked there. Shop. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, John works at Joels. Like, yeah, we did that spot. Like they that carpet, all that weird, all the weird little, little balls on the mm-hmm. carpet or whatever. Like they specced all that. Like that was them. And um. Back when Gary worked with uh, Cynthia Johnson, I think it was actually her company that technically did it, but Gary was working with it. Anyway. Um, a lot goes into creating a space. A lot goes into that space. stuff. And so, but like the absurdity is like, do you, like when guests, when they're, he would lay down seven sheets of paper and it looked like sheets of paper. They were like uh, uh, paint samples, white paint samples, all of them, all seven of them. <laughs> and he's like, I need you to pick me out the bluest one. I'm like... <laughs> The blue Fuck what? <laughs> like I'm looking at these identical white sheets of paper, and I'm like, I stare at them for so long that I start to like you put this one's like I'd rearrange them. I'm like okay, like I guess this one it does have like a, a bit of a, a like an almost if I am imagining like a reddish glow or a hue to it. This one has a little more yellow in it. There is like if you stare at them long enough, you start to see the differences in the colors of the white, and it made me feel like I was going crazy. <laughs> like after years of looking at these things, so like. Yeah, when somebody's like, you paint the room white, and it's a blue-white, and you've got a red carpet, or you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. then it's wrong. You need, like, to match the reds or something. Like, I don't... Maybe that's the opposite. Maybe you do blue with red. I don't... <laughs> you're gonna call Gary. I don't know what the wrong <laughs> one is, but the fact that these wealthy people would get so angry about the white is not the right white, and there's a conversation that you have... Like that's there's a level of absurdity that you have to kind of own, you know, in your own life. This is your job. This is your job, and you have to take it. Just like, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm looking at it now, and I see, I see that you're right. It's definitely the wrong shade of white. 
We're I'll, take I'll this call back. the contractor. Yeah, no, yeah. it's back to the... <laughs> hey, everybody. The strap back to the drawing board, everybody. You know, I'm sorry. Walter, you're going to have to cancel your vacation. We're going to have to redo this. And that's what happened when Schwabi came, remember? And you had to cancel your vacation. Well, I canceled my... I was going to go to my 10-year reunion. And I guess the client needed some cabinets moved a few inches. And so the drawings all had to be altered because it affected this, you know, the reflected ceiling. But the lights have to be moved and, like, the electrical plan has to be moved. And everything has to be moved. And it's a few hours worth of work. And he's like, it has to be done before Monday. And I'm like, great. So I can just come in Monday morning and do it? He's like, yeah. But I was, like, supposed to be off Monday because I was going to go be in Eugene on that Sunday for my mm-hmm. reunion. And Schwabi had flown Schwabi in for that Sox game. Mm-hmm. And then he and I were going to drive down to Eugene together. And I was going to go to my reunion and he was going to see all the people in Eugene. I had to cancel the second half of that trip. I had the weekend. It was like, instead of going and doing the work, I went to the Sox game with you guys. I could only do one or the other. If I went and did the drawings, then I could go to my reunion. But I wanted to see Schwabi. Right. So I made a choice. And I showed up Monday and Gary's like, oh, no, they moved it back. So we, I was like, were you going to tell me that you canceled? Like, I canceled the whole trip and you didn't even tell me? Like, yeah, I was pretty angry about that. <laughs> well... I guess when you're working, wealthy, the rich people are weird. They're yeah, they're they're fickle. Is that enough on Henderson <laughs> Kelly? <John. laughs> I think so. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John and friends.